I'm just going to introduce myself real quick because I'm the star and the guest host of the show. Uh, I, my name is Jackson Dubois, and I usually say, oh, daddy. <laughs> and um, I am from a nice little quaint place called Manassas, Virginia. All right. So, <laughs> um, let's get to introductions first, though. Uh, what Joe Mo usually does is he gets uh, Rob Fortune in here. Uh, he says he keeps his hand in his pocket to jerk off. It's Mr. Rob Fortune, buddy. How are you, Jackson? I'm doing good. Man. <laughs> that, you know, I'm fantastic, man. You know, I had this nice little Filipino man over last night. Uh, he's he's still asleep. I made him some bacon and eggs, and you know, he's you know, I'm just taking mm-hmm. care of him. You know, he's got mm-hmm. HIV nice. too, so it's all good. <laughs> um, okay. But introducing our our, our narrator and uh, additional co-hosts of the show, his balls are all full of love. It's Mr. Jack Falcon. Garbo. That was, that was, was it good? Was it these? That, 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 I heard that, it. That that sounded like I was popping the asshole of a, of a, <laughs> of a guy. Yeah, look at this beer. That, that sounds like a... <laughs> zombie ice, bro. Yeah, you know... Something is Rob Zombie Ice. Okay. You never you ever had a zombie job? You know what a zombie Dude, job is? Dude, this camera's like backwards. What's up? You know what a zombie... Oh, uh, ZJ? ZJ. It's, it's when you... No. It's when you know you choke someone out and then you give them a blowy, and then if they come, then that's <clears throat> that's a job and you get that zombie effect. You know what I'm saying? <clears throat> I just remember the scene from uh, Beer Fest about the ZJ. Yeah. If you don't know what it is, you can't afford it or whatever. So exactly, exactly. <laughs> Let's get to the point. We got a fuck Mary kill right here. Um, mm-hmm. I, I got uh, uh, Lannis Morissette, uh, Stevie Nicks, and uh, Bjork. Bjork. If that's how you pronounce it. So I got Alanis Morissette, Stevie Nicks, and Bjork. Let's let's hear it. Okay, I I I, I, uh, I had planned on us doing a different order, so I have to rethink it. But yeah, I'm definitely marrying Bjork. I uh I, I'm gonna get into that later. But like, yeah, totally love her. Uh, and then uh, okay, so it's between Alanis and um, and Stevie. I don't, okay, well, I, I think I'm, I think I'm, I think I'm going to, I think I'm going to bang Stevie because I think that she's more wild and dangerous, and uh, I'm going to have to fight for my life, and that sounds exciting. <laughs> and yeah, and just no offense to Alanis. Yeah. That's it. Okay. Yeah, you have, you have to marry Bjork. See, I, I, I feel like, uh, wait, what, what is your name? The cowboy, gay cowboy. Jackson. How, how, Jackson. How, how, <laughs> I introduce myself. My name's Jackson Dubois. Oh, well, that's right. I, I feel. I feel like you didn't bring up Dolores because she's actually dead. But then I think I know who you are, and I know uh, that that's not the case. Uh, so yeah, you have to marry Bjork. Uh, everybody has to. If you don't, you're fucking wrong. So Stevie Nicks, you know, was wild back in the day. I think Alanis might have been wild too. I think Alanis is actually really attractive. Uh, so I'm going to bang her, and I'm going to kill Stevie Nicks. Yeah, actually, can I give like a second answer? Because what I thought the question was going to be is Alanis of uh, Dolores uh, and then um, uh, Stevie. And what yeah. I was going to say for that one is I wanted to marry Alanis because I, wa- I watched her uh, in interviews for like an hour this week and she seems really normal and she's like, uh, 
Uh, I think that she, I think she's legit. And also like her lyrics are like legit and like comes from a place of honesty. Whereas I think like the, the business as a whole is very like, I'm going to say whatever gets you to give me all of your money. Like I just, I don't give a fuck. Just, I want your money and that's it. So I think Alanis is legit and I wouldn't, I wouldn't normally have married her. And then, um, yeah. And then I would, yeah. And then, uh, just kill Dolores. No offense. It's just like, I don't even know her. I haven't like, yeah, I don't know her. Yeah, Rob said, "Get your dirty, filthy, filthy mitts off Bjork," <laughs> and fucking whatever your name is, Jackson had to go ruin that. Yeah, yeah it's okay. I, it's listen, okay. I'll tell you this, man. Um, What's up? I'm not going to participate in this fuck Mary kill because if you're up to me, um, I would just you know go shopping with the girls and you know tell them how shitty their clothing is and then make them max out their credit cards and all that. <laughs> um, but mm. yeah, in in that sense, um. Uh, I can't fuck any of these bitches because uh, I went full jomosexual, man. I don't. I went beyond. I'm in. I'm in the precipice of of darkness, of gay darkness, <laughs> and, and I can't even fathom even touching a, a vagina. It's not me. Mm-hmm. It's not me, brother. Mm-hmm. All right. It's not your thing. Yeah. It's not. It's not my thing. Mm-hmm. It's not my thing. But anyway, let's move on. We're, we're here to talk about. Uh, uh, four great artists uh, or bands or however you want to put it. You know, whatever, je ne sais quoi. All right. <laughs> so let's uh, let, let's get mm-hmm. this bad boy. Let's get it going. Dude, we spinning the wheel? I, yeah. Oh, you know what? That That's bring up a great thing is uh, we got this website <laughs> called meatspin.com. I'm actually the one who's on top getting spun, if you know what I mean. <laughs> uh, oh, yeah, you are. Yeah, I'm getting spun, my friend. And and that's also how I call chlamydia the second time. Mm-hmm. Anyway. Thank you for that information. All right, we're spinning the wheel. Chlamydia is a dream come true. It's easily treatable, nothing to worry about. Yeah. Absolutely, my friend. Absolutely. Herpes is a motherfucker. All right. Landing on Atlantis. Oh, hell yeah. Mm. Let's drop this artwork. Hell yeah. <clears throat> okay, are we all ready? Yeah. Oh, the four, yeah. So the four possibilities are Jagged Little Pill by Alanis Morissette, uh, Fleetwood Mac Rumors, The Cranberries, No Need to Argue, and Bjork's Greatest Hits. Oh, solid. Okay. Jagged Little Pill is a 12-track record released in 1995, coming in just over 57 minutes long. It's Alanis' third studio album, reaching number one on the U.S. Billboard 200 chart, and contains the singles You Oughta Know, Hand in My Pocket, Ironic, You Learn, Head Over Feet, and All I, All I Really Want. Uh, in 1991, MCA Records Canada released Morissette's debut studio album, Alanis, which went platinum in Canada. Her second, Now Is The Time, sold a little more than half the copies of her first. With her two-album deal complete, Morissette was left without a recording contract. In 1993, Morissette's publisher introduced her to uh, manager Scott Welsh. Welsh was impressed by her spectacular voice, her character, and her lyrics. At the time, she was still living in her parents' house in Ottawa. Together, they decided it it would be best for her career to move and start writing with other people. After graduating from high school, Morissette moved... Uh, excuse me, Morissette made the move from her hometown of Ottawa to Los Angeles. Her publisher funded part of her development 
uh, which led her to meeting producer and songwriter Glenn Ballard, who believed in her talent enough to let her use his studio. Uh, the two wrote and recorded Morissette's first internationally released album, Jagged Little Pill. It marked a stylistic departure from the dance pop sound of her first two albums. The experimentation resulted in an alternative rock album uh, that takes influence from post-grunge and pop rock and features guitars, keyboards, drum machines, and a, a harmonica. The lyrics touch upon themes of aggression and unsuccessful relationships with Ballard introduced uh, excuse me, while Ballad introduced a pomp sensibility to Morissette's angst. By the spring of 1995, Alanis had signed a deal with Maverick Records. According to Welsh, every label they approached passed on Morissette apart from Maverick. The lead single, You Ought to Know, has a guitar by Dave Navarro and bass by Flea of the Red Hot Chili Peppers. The song was written with a different instrumentation. The pair were then asked to rewrite the music, something Navarro described as being a lot like a remix. The structure of the song was in place, but there were no guide tracks. We just did... Uh, we just had the vocal to work from. It was just a good time, and we basically jammed until we found something we were both happy with. Alanis was happy, too. The title of the album is taken from a line in the song You Learn. Swallow it down with a jagged little pill. It feels so good. Swimming in your stomach. Wait until the dust settles. At 1995's 38th Annual Grammy Awards, Jagged Little Pill was nominated for six Grammys, winning four, including Best Female Rock Vocal Performance, Best Rock Song, Best Rock Album, and Album of the Year, making the then 21-year-old Morissette the youngest artist to win the top honor up to that point. You Ought to Know was nominated for Song of the Year, but lost to whom? Jackson, I, you know what? It, this is I, I trivia is my number one killer, brother. Why don't you just tell me? Why don't you just tell me? Lost a seal with "Kiss from a Rose," oh, and Alanis man. was nominated for best new artist, but but lost to whom? I'm, I'm gonna go with uh, Nilly and Vanilli. I had a I had a, <laughs> a gangbang with them earlier. Many, yeah. actually, many years ago. Many years ago. Yeah, a long time ago. Yeah. Long time ago. Uh, no, lost to Hootie and the Blowfish. Oh, you know what? Mm. Darius you had a game bang with them too? No, <laughs> you know, no. Here's the thing: is I, I try to convert Darius Rucker at a party. It was a uh, we just did three lines of Colombian band mm -hmm. band, and um, you know, I said, "Why don't you come to the bathroom with me?" And he thought we were gonna, you know, shoot up or do something else, and you know, I tried to suck his dick, and he was he wasn't having it. But you, know, mm -hmm. you live and you learn. You live and you learn. That is true. That is true. At 1996's 39th Annual Grammy Awards, Ironic was nominated for Record of the Year but lost to Eric Clapton with Change the World and was also nominated for Best Music Video Short Form but lost to The Beatles with Free as a Bird. And the fucking album that won't ever die at 1997's 40th Annual Grammy Awards, Jagged Little Pill Live won Best Long Form Music Video. Jagged Little Pill has been certified 16 times platinum as one of the best-selling albums of all time and made Morissette the first Canadian to achieve double diamond sales uh rob what do you think of jagged little pill so um so like i i've been designing this episode for a while like there's there's uh some uh female singers who either like uh, I, I've I've heard people talk shit about them as if they're so fucking annoying or or whatever, uh, and then like so, and I wanted to to view to listen to some of these. So a bunch a bunch of these are bands that I actually like love. This is uh this is a band that I I I thought I hated, uh, and some of my friends told me it's a, it's a really good album and I have to listen to it. So that's that's why I picked this one, and I'm glad I did because you know my my, my like this is an album uh, a lot like the. the 
creed. It's like when I was in high school, waking up at fucking 5 a.m. and like dragging my ass down to the cold ass bus stop. And then like I get onto the bus and there's like uh, drama kids screaming about bullshit and there'd be like, uh, there'd be Creed playing uh, mm -hmm. and there'd be, there'd be Alanis Morissette. So I thought I fucking hated Alanis Morissette. I don't like her voice. I don't like her, you know, like I, I didn't, I, I hated her, her lyrics, at least at the time. But yeah, you know, it's like context is everything. If you can play fucking anything on the bus, and I'll fucking hate it because uh, I don't want to be on the bus. So uh, guilt by association or whatever. So I'm glad to. Uh, um, I'm glad I checked this out because I like it a lot more than I thought I did. Okay, so yeah. Um, I w and like I was saying earlier, I watched like an hour of like uh, of of her doing interviews like uh, throughout the decade, and I think she's legit. Uh, yeah. So like w when she was like 13 or whatever, she was in a dance band, and like she, you know maybe she hid behind that, but that's like normal. Like when like when I was fucking 13, I didn't want to fucking talk. Every time I opened my mouth, people made fun of me. So it's just like anything to distract from that. But yeah, but by the time she's she's not that old uh, she, she's she's relatively young uh when she's making this album but she's confident she's telling the full fucking truth uh she's talking about getting cheated on she's talking about like uh and yeah she she swears she's she says like uh like like uh yeah so um i don't know like there, there are lines on this album that are like holy fucking shit like i can't believe she said that and like uh so I don't. I don't know. I th and like, in, in, in like, uh, people are saying, um, all all these established songwriters are saying, like, uh, like you can't fit that many words into a line. And like, I think that was actually my complaint about her at the time. Is like, why is she like cramming in so f much stuff with so little metaphor? That's what I like about her today. Is like, um, a, a lot of shit that gets. Uh, on the radio or whatever is a copy of something else and she's like being her whole self here and like just displaying something that most people hide so I think this is one of those uh, times in history where something is successful because it's unique powerful uh, has the balls to do things that other people won't do and so I really fucking admire her. And uh, okay, I think you, I think you were saying a minute ago that Dave Navarro and Flea were on "You Ought to Know." I was yeah. saying the bass in that song is fucking awesome, and that's another like example of like normally in music like this, the bass player plays the minimum to not like show off too much. He uh, Flea fucking rips that song. Um, okay, yeah, and um, I. I, I, I feel like uh, I, uh, there's, there's something more that I want to say, but I, I don't know exactly how to say it. But Alanis is legit. I'm, I'm going to say this is my least favorite of the week because I've, I, I, I think I'm already sold on the other ones. Uh, but, like, I don't know. I'm glad I listened to this because I like it a lot more than I thought I did. I, I drove around in my car. Uh, a lot this week, um, door dashing, whatever, fucking uh, sun out, saw windows down, uh, blasting Jagged Little Pill. I felt fucking good listening to this album. This like f for for an album that's so like aggressive and talking about getting cheated on and shit like that. This this album fucking feels good. And that's it for now. Yeah, no, I, I agree. I, I love this record. So back when I owned, owned my old Buick, I ha had a cassette player in it, and I had like two or three cassettes in the car. One of them was Thriller, I listened to all the time, and then the other one was Dag Little Pill. Uh, and there was probably a couple others in there. But I used to listen to this one all the time as well. I love this record. It's one of my favorites of the week. 
Um, I, when, when I was young, I only remember one girl being into this, like in elementary school. And like, she was absolutely obsessed with this record. When I think about Alanis Morissette, the first thing that comes to mind for me though, is, uh, when she's in dogma. Um, okay. So half of this album is like huge singles, uh, but there's still more, uh, room for singles here. Uh, so yeah, the cool thing in you ought to know is that Dave Navarro and flea play in it. I kind of hate the bass tone in that song i love the playing and everything and i think it's awesome and i think everything works uh well together i get i award that song eternal banger status uh and it's top two of the singles from this record in my opinion so yeah you've talked about how she says some whack stuff so uh in this song uh, you ought to know okay so people say that this song was written about dave coulier who is uncle joey from the full house show they dated like a long fucking time ago and it's like it become like a big internet thing where this song was written about dave coulier he says that it is uh she says that it isn't so it really doesn't matter i guess what he says she says that it's not written about him anyway in the song you ought to know uh she says uh an older version of me if she perverted like me would she go down on you in the theater and then there's another line where he says are you thinking of me when you fuck her so yeah she definitely has a very uh blunt way of talking so there's albums that are created by uh, like a bunch of old guys in a room and then they shit it out into the pop world they just have like a hot attractive woman sing it and that's the album this is written by her. This is her life. This is her feelings. Uh, the song all, all I Really Want starts this record. Now, Jomo is not here today. But out of all the songs this week that I picture Jomo fucking hating is all I really want. Uh, her voice in it is like so ugly at points. And I like it. I think, I think it's unique. I like her voice personally. But I can picture that shit just driving Jomo specifically fucking nuts. Uh, there's a song in here, Forgiven, which I love. I'm surprised that it wasn't a single. Like really powerful song. Uh, one song that makes me laugh all the time is right through you because, okay, you don't hear women saying like some of these lines, like, are you thinking of me when you fuck her? Uh, the way she, would she go down in you in a theater? And in the song, uh, right through you says you, uh, your shake is like a fish. You pat me on the head. You took me, you took me out to wine, dine 69 me, but didn't hear a damn thing. I, uh, damn word I said. So that line always makes me laugh. Cause you don't really hear a girl say like wine, dine 69. Um, but, uh, I, I want to see an acoustic version of that song. So I know she was on Howard Stern, uh, where there's a big, I don't know, probably like hour long thing where she plays. Uh, he used to have people, I don't know if he still does. And like, they would play a show and he would ask him his, you know, the questions that he normally asks people, the whack shit. And they'll answer it or fucking decline or whatever. Uh, I want to see uh, a well-recorded acoustic version of Right Through You. And then song uh, Hand in My Pocket. So if you watch Alanis's 90s music videos, the ones from like this record, a lot of them are fucking whack. Uh, anyway, Hand in My Pocket has, uh, I think, Taylor Hawkins in it. Uh, that might have been the one I posted. I believe it's this one. Uh, like 255, and he's like young as shit. So Taylor Hawkins did not play on this album, but he toured with Alanis Morissette for this record. Um Oh, so also I thought that somebody else was playing the harmonica on this album and uh, Alanis Morissette was uh, harmonica syncing in the music videos, uh, but she actually does play the harmonica on this album. And I like how vocally or lyrically the song Hand in My Pocket, like this is not like one of my top favorite songs by Alanis Morissette, but I, I do like how when she sings this vocally lyrically there are different tales so she's the the line is like i've got one hand in my pocket and the other ones and then they're playing a piano hailing a taxi cab whatever and that's the different tale that changes like throughout the song uh fucking jackson what do you think of this album uh, you know i was
was wine dined in 69 one time by this uh yeah, this very yeah. attractive man who remained nameless from canada you mm. know this you know it's mm. it's funny the things that you listen to um jagged little pill was a little record we would put on he was a silver-tongued devil he used to basically say he he loved making little trips down to jackson's hole and he wasn't talking about the <laughs> wyoming quaint town if you know what i mean mm-hmm. um, yeah. oh yeah it's mm-hmm. you know it, i like her she's got good energy man like you can't deny that mm-hmm. Alanis morissette is one that talented mm-hmm. she is a songwriter and she's got heart mm-hmm. man and she just mm-hmm. she wears her heart on her sleeve you know she's a real woman and you know what and i, I can't fuck things i respect and I don't fuck mm. women, so you know I respect mm. women. Uh, mm-hmm. I don't respect mm. men. I'll, I'll top every son of a bitch here, and I don't give a damn. <laughs> but yeah. I'll tell you this, jagged little pill. That I mean, go fourteen platinum. You know what I'm saying? Fourteen. Mm-hmm. That's fourteen million fucking records, brother. That that ain't fucking chop suey, if you know what I mean. That's good shit. Mm-hmm. And you know she's 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 a star now. Like she'll always be regarded as you know uh, a revolutionary during her time. Uh, a different kind of pop star you know definitely no spice mm. girl i would say um it wasn't uh my favorite uh, uh, of the week i would say it was probably a number two maybe a number three i would I w- let's go with three that's how i feel but uh mm-hmm. i think everyone should listen to jack little pill so you know give it give it a shot yeah 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 this album is legit it holds up um so there's a music video for head over feet that is like a single take it's just like her fucking face. And uh, anyway, whatever. She got balls for making videos like that. So there's a song in here, Ironic, which everyone knows. But so that song gets like memed and clowned on all the time now because apparently like nothing in the song is actually ironic. I don't know shit about, you know, literary anything. So I don't know. Yeah. But everyone says like there's like nothing ironic in the song. Anyway, I don't give a shit. Song Fox, top two singles on the album, classic Alanis. Oh, the music video is classic as, as hell as well. It's when they're driving around in the car and she has like split personality disorder or whatever. And like she's sitting in all the different seats. I'll listen to that song a fucking billion more times in my life. It's awesome. Uh, Not the Doctor. I love that song as well. Uh, Easy Single Money. Should have been a single. They could have made more money off that. Uh, this sold, this album sold fucking millions and millions of copies. Uh, if they had a couple more singles like Not the Doctor <clears throat> and Forgiven, they could have sold even more fucking millions of copies. Like This album kept going. This this record was, was nominated for three different Grammys. Like three different years of them. It just keeps coming back. It doesn't go away. Uh, and this, this album ends with a hidden song called Your House. So when I'm driving around in my car, I remember hearing this for like the first time. And it's done acapella. I hope it is. Uh, and I, the song is awesome. And I, I hope it was actually done that way. And they didn't just take the drums out from the from the uh, from behind her and the guitar from behind her and just make it acapella. I have this vision in my head that this was recorded. Uh, of her just sitting in a room doing it after practicing it a bunch. Um, and I don't want that vision to be destroyed, so I'm not going to look it up. I'm going to live in my ignorance. I want that to be real. Anyway, I, first time I heard that song, I never forgot it. And um, I, I do think that they could actually just put that right into the track list. I think it would have fit somewhere in here instead of just hiding it at the end. Because I, I know a lot of people don't know that song. Because uh, it is hidden. It's like hidden after another track that's another hidden track at the end of this album. So. Yes. You really got to go kind of digging for it. The, the inception of music, you know what I mean? A dream with Yeah, dream. right, exactly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, so, so you learn is the music video that has uh, young Taylor Hawkins. Anyway, go watch all her 90s music videos. They're whack. They're colorful. They're crazy. Some of them, like I said, are done in one shot, um, like one continu- continuous shot. And um, yeah, 
it's i i love this album i can't say enough about it uh she has integrity she has she's beautiful i think she's beautiful uh, i love her voice there are definitely uh, rob was talking about uh lines that have you were saying like too many uh, lyrics or whatever into them there there are quite a few of those even in not the doctor it has them and i think that's another like uh, Alanicism. It's like something that she does that's like very unique. She has this, like I was saying in um, on the first song in this album, fucking uh, all he really wants. She does like this uh, a bunch of ugly shit with her voice uh, that I think is great. And there's times where she does this very kind of whack wordplay. And uh, again, it's like very her. I don't hear a lot of people doing that. Uh, so this album, I don't know what the rest of her career is like. Uh, I've never listened to anything. I remember one music video where she's like naked on a train. And that's the last I ever remember of Alanis Morissette even existing besides like being on Howard Stern. Uh, I would listen to the rest of her discography, at least check it out. But this album, definitely it, it's great. It's really, really th this album is great. Um, yeah, it could be lightning in a bottle. I don't know. But um, she, and she, meet, she met the right people at the right time, uh, was in the right frame of mind to write something like this. And yeah, it fucks. It holds up. It's great. One of my favorite records. I will listen to it all the time. Uh, is there anything else anyone wants to say about Jagged Little Pill? No, my friend. Uh, All right, let's read some. What's up? One thing she said, um, she was saying, like, um, I was very successful for somebody who didn't, like, show off my cleavage or whatever. Like, I, I love how, like, she is, no, like, her, her fame and her success is based on, like, lyric writing and not, like, being 18 and, like, uh, you know, like, I, I feel like uh, it's, it's, it's easy money. Uh, like, there's a joke or whatever. Like, the amount of talent it takes to, like, uh, uh do certain is you know is, is inverse to like you like making a porno it's like if you're young hot show your butt like you'll get you'll get a million dollars with no fucking talent you know yeah you got you got a lioness on the other set uh side of things who like uh uh, uh spoke spoke in a way that was that was honest and uh, made herself vulnerable and like her success is based on that so i i fucking admire her that's all yeah one of her videos the one that's like one take is just like a close-up on her face and yeah for being a woman like you know women a lot of them are all about beauty and you know look, having everything look perfect so this shot of her face you can see like blemishes in her skin or whatever i'm not i'm not i'm not like shaming her for it i'm just saying like she has balls for fucking doing it for just like standing in front of a camera that's like crystal clear on her face like really close like yeah some it's like yeah some people's showing titties whatever she's showing her fucking normal ass face it's like every everyone's face is jacked up at points i remember there was a there was a comment on a blondie song and someone was like no one the person just says oh that chick's teeth are yellow it's like bro this bitch like changed fucking music you think anyone gives two shits that her fucking teeth are yellow anyway you know you know I, one thing what's I up what's up Atlantis Moore says she got a big fucking yeah. mouth yeah she, she does yeah oh yeah one of the things i was gonna say about alanis is like from different angles she kind of looks like dave grohl so you could in the fuck mary kill you could put her you could you could say that you're gonna fuck alanis morissette because sometimes like if you like to get you over the line you could kind of just change positions change angles kind of see dave grohl and then that might get you over there you that know time, what i mean that time has passed yeah yeah <laughs> jackson jackson knows what i'm talking about um <clears throat> All right, let's read some YouTube comments and we'll move on. First one says, this album helped me leave an emotionally abusive relationship. Yep, not surprised. Mm. Next one says, I'm 300 years old and this album still rocks. Uh, next one, such a masterpiece. Every song is a gem. Next person says, undoubtedly one of the best uh, rock albums of the 90s. And lastly, once in 1997, I drove to Mexico on a whim. And this was the only CD I had with me. Hours and hours of desert driving with no radio reception. When I say I know this album word for word, I really do. So, yeah. Oh. 
They do. Yeah, I'm going to listen to this record uh, after the show. Oh, yeah. We ready to spin the wheel? Oh, yeah, spin it. Let's spin that fucking wheel, brother. All right, hang on. And this episode is sponsored by MeatSpin.com. Get to see me in mm. my glory. <laughs> you're the one on top. Oh, I'm the top. Mm. You're, you're the one spinning. And I'm not talking about the tra- traditional top. All right. Land on Fleetwood Mac. Oh, this is spicy. So you you guys have to watch a behind the music a documentary on Fleetwood Mac. This fucking band is whack. Uh, they had they have like an incredible history. Anyway, uh, Rumors is an eleven track record released in nineteen seventy seven, coming in just under thirty nine minutes long. It's the band's eleventh studio album, reaching number one on the U.S. Billboard two hundred chart, and contains the singles "Go Your Own Way," "Dreams Don't Stop," and "You Make." Love and Fun. In July 1975, Fleetwood Mac's eponymous 10th album was released to great commercial success, reaching number one in the U.S. in 1976. The record's biggest hit single, uh, Rhiannon, (laughs) gave the band extensive radio exposure at the time. Fleetwood Mac's lineup consisted of guitarist and vocalist Lindsey Buckingham, who is male, uh, drummer Mick Fleetwood, keyboard player and vocalist Christine McVie, uh, bass guitarist John McVie, and vocalist Stevie Nicks, who is female. After six months of nonstop touring, the McVies divorced, ending eight uh, ending eight years of marriage, the couple stopped talking to each other socially and discussed only musical matters. Buckingham and Nicks, who had joined the band before 1975's Fleetwood Mac, um, uh, after guitarist Bob Welch had left, uh, were having an on-off relationship that led to them that led them to fight off, and the duo's ag- agreement stopped. Uh, excuse me, the duo's arguments stopped only when they worked on songs together. Mick Fleetwood faced domestic problems of his own after discovering that his wife uh, Jenny, mother of his two children, was having an affair with his best friend. Largely recorded in California in 1976, the sessions took place in the aftermath of several relationship breakups among the members in addition to heavy drug use, both of which shaped the album's direction and lyrics. Recorded with the intention of making a pop album that would expand on the commercial success of their 1975 uh, self-titled album, The Music of Rumors is categorized by a mixed Excuse me. The, the music of Rumors is characterized by a mix of electric and acoustic instrument instrumentation, accented rhythms, guitars, and keyboards, while its lyrics concern personal and often troubled relationships. Rumors was an instant commercial success, selling over 10 million copies worldwide within just a month of its release. It garnered widespread acclaim from critics, with praise centered on its production quality and vocal harmonies, which frequently relied on the interplay among three vocalists. Often considered their magnum opus, Rumors has has frequently been cited as one of the greatest albums of all time. In 2003, it was inducted into the Grammy Hall of Fame. In 2004, Rumors was remastered and reissued with uh, with the addition of Silver Springs, which had been excluded from the original release and a bonus CD of outtakes from the recording sessions. In 2017, it was selected for preservation in the National Recording Registry, being deemed culturally, historically, or aesthetically significant by the Library of Congress. And in 2020, Rumors was rated as the seventh greatest album of all time by Rolling Stone. And we know how much Rolling Stone sucks balls at lists. Uh, The front cover art features a stylized shot of Mick Fleetwood and Stevie Nicks dressed in her Rhiannon stage persona, while the back has a montage of band portraits. So I, I think I'm pronouncing this name correctly, but I'm happy if I'm fucking it up because I have shit to say about how these guys title songs. Anyway, at 1977's 20th Annual Grammy Awards, Rumors won Album of the Year. It was nominated for Best Engineered Recording, Non-Classical, but lost to Steely Dan with Asia. Uh, Best Pop Vocal Performance by a Group, but lost to Bee Gees with How Deep Is Your Love. 
And Go Your Own Way was nominated for Best Arrangement for Voices, but lost to the Eagles with New Kid in Town, which is a song I have never fucking heard. Uh, Rumors has been certified two times diamond. It sold over 40 million copies worldwide, making it the sixth best-selling album of the 1970s and the 12th best-selling album of all time. I think those numbers are fucked up. I think it's it's higher in the list than those. But yes, it is. I think it's like top 10 of all time. Uh, and number one is still Thriller by a fucking mile. Oh, yeah. Uh, Jackson, what do you think of uh, Rumors? You know, when you think of Rumors, you think about what people are spreading about you. Like, oh, you gave this guy HIV and, you know, you mm. did this, you did that. And, and mm-hmm. you, like, you like to breed with other men. You know, I, those, <laughs> rumors, those, are rumors, yeah. those are just rumors. But first thing I noticed when I looked at this album artwork, brother, is yep. those meaty clackers that that man had between mm-hmm. his Look at them, them bad boys. I, yeah. If you put, them, I noticed them too. Yeah. If you mm. gently place them on my fucking mouth, man, I'd hum the ABCs and make, it, <laughs> make his toes curl, brother. It ain't no fucking thing. I'm all about mm. it. But I remember mm. a trip down to Ram Ranch, uh, where we we listened to this album, and I just broke up with this. Uh, with this uh, nice uh, little thropple of a couple. Um, I was mm. listening to Go Your Own Way, and I was crying for six hours. And um, mm-hmm. their names were Julio and a Little Bull and <laughs> Frank. Uh, they made me the base of the Eiffel Tower, if you know what I mean. <laughs> uh, yeah. This is my era of Fleetwood Mac. Anything past this album ain't real fucking Fleetwood Mac. I like the drugs, the orgies, the occasional ball touch. Um, it's harmless. A it, little, 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 little blowjob, you know. You never know what's going to mm-hmm. happen. But mm-hmm. this is Stevie Nicks and her fucking uh, her beauty and everything about her. It was glistening. Just like the load I dropped on Mick Fleetwood's face one time at a Coke Bender in Santa Monica, California. <laughs> I would say this. I think I think I read about that in his autobiography. Yeah, yeah. Mm. I actually got sued for defamation of character because he said <laughs> he didn't suck my dick, and I said you did, sir. Yes, you mm. did. Mm. And, mm. and but that's neither here nor there. I would just say this: that if you, uh, uh, Jomo told me this story that he went and saw Fleetwood Mac down at uh in two thousand and four. At the mm. Meadows Music Center, and he said it smelled like depression of middle-aged people and dirt weed. Mm. No, was, <laughs> he said he didn't yeah. like it, but he said he had a good time with his friends that, that he brought along. Mm. But they're free tickets because it's fucking Fleetwood Mac. So who's really going? That's all I got. To <laughs> yeah. All right. So first of all, I, I didn't realize this album sold so many copies. Like forty million is a fucking ton. I didn't realize this was in like top ten. Mm. Okay. So Fleetwood Mac. I look at this track list. I'm like, I've never, I don't know a single song on here. The, okay. Then like one second into a song, I'm like, yep. Okay. I know that song. Yep. Okay. I know that song. I know that song. So these guys need a lesson, right? In like naming songs, dreams. I don't even know. Did they say the word dreams in that song? I don't even fucking know, but I'm telling you when I see the word dreams, I'm like, I still don't even know that song. Um, anyway, so they need a lesson with that. There's a song Rhiannon. How the fuck you pronounce that? Perfect example. When I was when I was doing the blurb for this, I was like, okay, yeah, this is, I've never heard of that song before. Again, I played it. Go listen to it. You, within one second of playing the song, you'd be like, yeah, okay, I've heard that song ten thousand times. So anyway, uh, they need they they got to change up the way that they're fucking naming songs. It's uh, t- too many of my see. I was like, I, I have no clue what this song is. Uh, almost all this album is like already hoard out. So they did how many singles were on this? Let's see. There's only eleven tracks, right? Uh, there are. 
there's four like official singles and then other ones that have gotten onto the radio. So the chain somehow is not a single. Also, by me saying the chain, you probably don't even know what song that is. But the second you turn it on, you're going to fucking know it. Anyway, it could be the best song on the record. It's amazing. Don't give a shit. You can blast in the car. I was driving around blasting it. You could feel Immortal playing that fucking song. Uh, it has a really cool outro. The whole, like, it stops and then the bass comes in and then, like, the whole band comes in and it's fucking awesome. There's a couple live, uh, videos of well i mean there's probably like a fucking million but like one that, that i was watching where okay so the guitar player of this band is lindsey buckingham and even if someone doesn't like stevie nicks because there's a bunch of people like shit talking online when so lindsey buckingham and stevie nicks were in like a band together uh, at one point and stevie nicks was working at, at like a denny's or some shit while lindsey buckingham is like honing his craft or whatever and then somehow the members of Fleetwood Mac get this record in their hands and they're like, okay, Stevie Nicks, we want you in our band. And so she's like, well, you have to take Lindsay Buckingham as well. And they're like, no, no, we just want you. We don't need him. And she's like, well, you can either take both of us or you don't get any of us. And like, that's balls. That's dedication. I don't give two shits if people live in La La Land where they think Stevie Nicks sucks. Dude, that's legendary right there. For, for She could have just been like, okay, yeah, bye. I'm fucking joining Fleetwood Mac and leave his ass behind uh what else i want to say about this oh yeah so like i've never been like a big fleetwood mac fan but i think i have been i just didn't know either was fleetwood mac or i didn't know like any of these fucking songs anyway there's a song that ends this album gold dust woman again these motherfuckers do not know how to name songs i could look at that song gold dust woman never heard it never heard the name those words put into a title in my fucking life I hit one second in. Yep. Okay. I know. It. I've heard the song a billion times. One of my favorites on this album. Uh, I'm pretty sure it's another one. Nobody knows by the title. Uh, and it became a radio hit because it wasn't listed here as an official single, but it's been on the radio a billion times. Um, and again, so like I've never sought out a Fleetwood Mac record. I've never given a shit about this band, but uh, yeah, half of this album is like huge gigantic blockbuster songs uh from classic rock that like everybody knows so gold dust woman is one of them uh the chain is another one and those ones weren't even like singles don't stop another classic one of my favorite songs on here um let's see here oh so yeah the lead guitar playing okay so guitar player this band i'm gonna look up his name again lindsey buckingham He's awesome, actually. He's a really good guitar player, and I don't remember which video I was watching them play live. It might have been the fucking chain. I don't know. He was ripping it, and I don't think he even plays with like a guitar pick. So it's like watching uh, Dire Straits or whatever, and it's crazy, and it's like ten times crazier because there is no guitar pick. I try to play with my fingers, and it sounds like balls. But like when people do it like all the time, they can make it fucking sound great. Anyway, his lead playing was great. I was like in a trance listening to it. Oh, Rob, what do you think of this album? So uh, th this is a band that like I and I don't tell people that I love. Uh, you know, okay. So first of all, like in pop culture or whatever, like South Park um, makes makes fun of uh, Stevie Nicks, and I've heard a, a million jokes. Uh, uh, you know, uh, be between uh, people in high school and whatever. Like I I got the feeling that everyone fucking hates Stevie Nicks. Uh, she sounds like Lamb Chops from Lamb Chops Sing Along. She sounds like a goat being electrocuted. <laughs> she sounds like I don't know. I I've heard so so much of. Uh, shit talking and um and 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 i understand what they're saying like the 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 vibrato thing is too much on some of these songs like gold dust woman i thought it was a little bit too much and um uh, i don't know that 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 thing went out of style for a reason but i fucking love stevie nicks and like i and i love uh fleetwood mac uh 
uh, you know, okay, when I think of like my uh, my favorite Fleetwood Mac songs, they're uh, Rhiannon, Dreams, uh, uh, The Chain, fucking, um, and then uh, there's Gypsy, and then there's like, okay, yeah, like after after Rumors, they, uh, Fleetwood Mac starts to go downhill, but it's like every fucking major hit on every album after this are all Stevie songs. There's Sarah on Tusk, uh, there's fucking Gypsy on the album after that. It's like every, like, my the, the fucking best songs are fucking Stevie songs, so I don't know what everyone's fucking complaining about. Stevie's fucking awesome. Anyways, yeah, uh, 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 I remember... Like watching uh, some uh, d- documentary with uh, fucking Ian McKay from uh, I-, I love Ian McKay uh, from uh, My- Minor Threat and Fugazi and all that. He's he's on every fucking hardcore documentary that's like ever been fucking made. And he's like, yeah, the, the, uh, we needed uh, p- we needed punk, we needed hardcore because of shitty bands like Fleetwood Mac that have a formulaic style that have two riffs and. Uh, and like I could like I was hearing my idol shit talk this other band that I like so like this is like Fleetwood Mac is a band that I don't fucking talk about but like oh, okay here's here's another thing I wanted to say you know so all, all week long I'm listening to this at uh at red at red lights and so people everyone's fucking watching me listen to Fleetwood Mac and I'm like how ashamed should I be of this fucking <laughs> band all right yeah. so it's like okay so uh here's an inside joke that we say a lot and I don't know if our listeners fully follow this story or not. Okay, so we got Ram Ranch One, which is where uh, men go to have sex with other men, oh, and yeah, like, oh, oh yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> this is this is this is what Ram Ranch is. And we got Ram Ranch Two. Uh, this is uh, the, we've we've termed the coin Jomosexual, which is when when you want to be gay without the gay, which is you want a man to hold your hand uh maybe you want some cuddling uh <laughs> but no anal that's like yeah. that's that's the distinguishing thing so yeah. you, you you take something like that like for, maybe for me maybe for me ram ranch one is a little too much like it's it would be right. too too painful for me uh i don't want anyone touching my butthole but maybe <laughs> ram ranch two is exactly the amount of gay that i'm hungry for and maybe maybe fleetwood mac is uh okay so you you got you got dreams to me that's ram ranch two that song is fucking i i i like I'm, that song might make me gay, but I'm fucking proud to be that gay. Don't, <laughs> don't, don't stop. Don't stop as Ram Ranch one. That's too much for me. I can't fucking go there. I don't I, I, I skip to the next track. Go mm-hmm. your own way. Ram Ranch two. The chain, Ram Ranch 2. So I, I I don't care how gay this fucking band is. I fucking love them. I'm proud to be gay. That's it. Absolutely. Yeah, jomosexualism is going to change this world. I'm telling you. Like when I was telling, so I was out with Becca and her friends on Friday, and I was explaining jomosexualism to people. And they kind of looked at me weird, but I'm like, you know it. Like it, mentally, you know what I'm saying. Oh, and it's going to change the world. That's how I, that's how I got full-blown AIDS, though. <laughs> um anyway uh so this is either like the third or fourth iteration of this band's lineup uh they started off uh so i can't remember who the guitar player was originally it was his name and fleetwood mac and then uh he went nutso or whatever so they had some other people come in and then they went fucking nutso and at one point they're like these guys should have just left and started another band but they just kept staying in fleetwood mac and then eventually they find these other two they find the other lady <clears throat> Excuse me. Uh, what's her name? Uh, Christine Mc- McVie, who uh, played keyboard or piano, and then she also sang. So this band is five people. 
There's three men, two women, male drummer, male. <laughs> I'm saying this because some have male names who are females and some have female names that are male. Yeah, they're, they're vice versa. They're unisex names, whatever. But it's hard to tell like, with people just saying them. So you have a lead singer, guitar player, who's a guy, drummer, who's a guy, bass player, who's a guy, piano singer, who's a lady, and uh, other singer, who's a lady, maybe plays tambourine or some shit. Okay, so uh, these dudes, uh, yeah, this is the, the lineup of the band I think everybody loves. They just came in on the album before this. Uh, so their lineup is fucking crazy. It's, it's a really cool documentary. Like, these guys weren't nuts or anything. Like, they weren't, like, they're, they're like love lives are crazy at this oh, point. Yeah. But I don't think any of these guys are actually, like, insane. Um, <clears throat> anyway, so you should watch the documentary, documentary on them because it is pretty interesting. Anyway, uh, this album starts with a song called Secondhand News, which I think I actually love at this point. Uh, I don't believe I've ever heard it before this week. Uh, it should have been a single. I would have hoard this entire album out uh, personally. Now, there's a couple songs in here. There's like two that I don't give two shits about. One of them is called Songbird that I didn't care about in the beginning of the week. I'm like, whatever. So uh, this song, Songbird, has like a huge following. Somebody says on an album full of blockbusters, this beautiful song is the sleeper masterpiece. Uh, this is a song that's like piano and Stevie Nicks, I believe, singing. Um, anyway, I, I it's changed. It's like it's it's grown on me. I'm kind of in love with it now, kind of not. I'm not saying it's the masterpiece on the album that's a sleeper, but there's another song called Never Going Back Again. Uh, which is different, and it's I think it's Lindsey uh, Buckingham playing acoustic guitar and singing. Uh, his guitar playing again is like really good. I love him. I don't love him like Alex Lifeson, but like I do think he is good. And this is a dude who I've never thought about pretty much like my entire life. I've never given two shits about this guy, but listening to him, it's like yo, he is good. There, there is a, a comment that somebody said on one of their songs. It was on uh, you. You love making. You make, you make love and fun. And somebody said, great vocals, non-invasive guitar, along with one of the best rhythm teams ever. And I think that non-invasive guitar is really what does this, like a lot for this guy. He's not, he's not Jimmy Page. He's not hitting, like making these huge, larger-than-life guitar riffs. He's kind of like bringing everything in the mix together. Uh, there's a song. I'm trying to think of which one it is. Oh, Go Your Own Way. I'm pretty sure that someone is shaking like an egg shaker. You know those eggs with like the beans in them? Someone is shaking that thing in the fucking mix. Anyway, um, Go Your Own Way. I don't know if I said it. Uh, eternal fucking banger. Fucks in 2023. Drums are awesome in that song. <clears throat> so yeah, this record is, is great. And the th my my only problem with Fleetwood Mac is I've been living my entire life like not even knowing which songs are theirs or what the names are or any of that shit. Um, so this isn't my favorite record of all time or anything. And I'm surprised how many... I'm really surprised that this sold 40 million copies. Like, that's huge. Number one, I said it's Thriller. Two is Back in Black. Uh, the Eagles are up there. But I would never... Like, if someone ask me do you think Fleetwood Mac is top 10? I'd be like, nah, no chance. But this is just a big album and it has bangers on it. And it's good. And if that makes me have to live in Ram Ranch too, I'm I'm there. I'm I'm be oh, yeah. spinning this in Ram Ranch too all day long. You know, I'm the oh, yeah. I'm the concierge at Ram Ranch too. <laughs> yeah, you, you are. Yeah, <clears throat> you need some Colombian bam I got you. <laughs> and there's another song in here called "I Don't Want to Know." Uh, that song has three million views. So like, there are songs on this record that nobody knows are kind of like lost towards the end. And I'm surprised that there's three million views on that on that song. Mm. Uh, I've never heard the song before. Oh, it does have hand claps in it. So yeah, there's all kinds of crazy shit going on in this album. Uh, I don't want to know has a has a comment on it. This is a true classic and the most underrated tune of all time. It could be because I've never heard it. Uh, I'm not like in love with it or anything, but yeah, I don't know. It's a good choice. This is a record I would have never listened to in my entire life. 
uh, if Rob didn't pick it today. But, you know, they made money on it. This pretty much like, because I'm pretty sure with the exception of the album that came before this and this album, everything has been like a dud for the rest of their career pretty much. They've never been to like this status again. Uh, let's read a couple of YouTube comments and then uh, we'll take a, a bathroom break and Jomo will sit down, or Jomo's not here. Uh, well, Jomo will sit down to pee anyway. Okay, uh, there's not a <laughs> there's not a single bad or even mediocre song in this album. Yeah, I'm pressing next to doubt there. Yo, the nice thing is that Jomo's not here, so we can all talk shit about him. Next one says, "What happens when half the <laughs> what happens when half the band writes breakup songs about the other half of the band?" A masterpiece, apparently. Uh, next person, Lindsey Buckingham is a production genius and one of the finest, most unique guitar players in history. Yeah, he is good. He's he's he has smooth playing. I'm, I'm down with him. Uh, this is one of the. This is my first time listening to Fleetwood Mac. I was surprised at the number of songs that I recognized, but it was even more surprising how much I enjoyed the entire album. And lastly, convinced that this is the best album of all, best album of all time. It's like a greatest hits collection, a group of talented musicians that took ugly personal tragedies and created a masterpiece. Masterpiece is thrown around a lot for this album. Not saying it is, not saying it isn't, but a lot of people do use that specific buzzword when they're talking about it. Is there anything else anyone wants to say about rumors before we go to the bathroom and then move on? Uh, I'm going to oh, stop Stevie. spreading a rumor that me and Tom Cruise are having butt sex, but uh, <laughs> it, it ain't if it's fucking truth. <laughs> Thanks. Thanks, oh, yeah. Jackson. <clears throat> Always great to hear from you. Yes, brother. Be break. All right. So I, I want to talk about real quick. Rob was saying, should you be embarrassed listening to rumors like when you're driving around? And so I'm peeing over there and I'm thinking about it because the only album I, I've ever said, I think that I was embarrassed to listening to was the last Linkin Park record. Oh, but man. if I was driving around blasting rumors, I actually, and people like drove up next to me, I think I would actually be embarrassed listening to it. Like some of these songs. Yeah. I, th I think I'd be like, Ugh, I'm going to mute this till these people drive by me. Yeah. So. I did it anyways. I did. I let them stare. I, I'm proud. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's what we need. Yeah. The hero we need. You, you, you're living in the closet, my friend. You got to stop pretending. I know. Yeah. Mm. I'm, I'm living in the Fleetwood Mac rumors closet. You're living in the closet, free. my friend. I'm going to let you out, though. I'm going to be your Sherpa up the mountain of gayness. <laughs> Don't worry about that. That's right. Go your own way and be free. <laughs> yeah. Dude, you guys are opening my eyes. Yeah. <clears throat> by the way, I to the world's condoms. Okay. So uh, mm. let's get that one mm. out of the way. Go your own way. Yeah, All right. Let's spin, let's spin the meat spin wheel. Oh, yeah. Mm. Spin it. Jackson, don't forget Jackson was he's the person in the meat spin video. I am. I mm. am that man. All right. It's, it's spinning. It's spinning. It's spinning. It's spinning. Oh, yeah, brother. Mm. Hell yeah, spin that shit. <clears throat> I'm not gonna lie, this album this album, this this episode played out exactly like I would hope I hoped it would. All right, so we're talking about the cranberries next. Uh, you know this is this is insane. I was just hoping about because I, I was taking a pee break and I was thinking about mm -hmm. this time in Dublin. But I'll, I'll stop. I'll just stop. I'll okay. just I'll let you segue. Okay. Uh, okay. We all ready? Oh, yeah. <clears throat> oh yeah. All right. No need to argue. Is a 13 track record released in 1994, coming in just under 51 minutes long. It's the band's second studio album, reaching number six on the U.S. Billboard 200 charts. It contains the singles "Zombie," "Ode to My Family," "I Can't Be With You," and "Ridiculous Thoughts." The band's debut, 1993's "Everyone Else Is Doing It," so why can't we? Nor its singles gained much attention when the band embarked on a tour supporting Suede. They caught the attention of MTV, who put their videos into heavy rotation. The defining moment occurred when midway through the tour, uh, running order was reversed, and the Cranberry replaced Suede as the tour headliner. The first big hit, Linger, reached number 8 on the Billboard Hot 100 and stayed on the charts for 24 weeks. 
The group, the, the group reunited with producer Stephen Street for No Need to Argue, uh, which was released in October 1994. We're going to peak at number six in the U.S. charts uh, and eventually outsold its predecessor. Within a year, it went triple platinum, spawning the number one hit Zombie. By March 1994, the Cranberries won the top international act by Music Week, and during the U.S. tour, they performed at Woodstock 2. Ed Power of The Telegraph wrote that the Cranberries' superstardom was sealed by a November 1994 rendition of Zombie on The Late Show with David Letterman. He said it's, uh, it was a dark, sludgy appearance topped off by singer Dolores O'Riordan's stunning transformation from indie urchin to blonde-dyed rock chick with high boots. Uh, with no need with no need to argue, the band decided that the band decided to take on a rockier and heavier side in some of the songs using distortion and increasing the volume, making the album's mood darker and harsher than on their previous record, 1993's Everyone Else Is Doing It, So Why Can't We? Zombie uh, Zombie is according to O'Riordan written about the Warrington IRA bombings in 1993 that resulted in the death of two children. For the sleeve design, the same sofa was used uh, that was previously featured and everybody else is doing it, so why can't we? The sofa was transported by hand to many locations around Dublin, coming to rest in the photo studio where the, uh, where the white room had been constructed for the cover shot. Each single featured artwork of the band on the sofa in a different location. The disc, the disc itself featured a photo of just the sofa in the same white room. The sofa later appeared in the music video for All Right by the British band Supergrass in 1995. No Need to Argue has been certified seven times platinum. So, okay, I, I'm also surprised in how many albums this sold, quite a few. Um, so I'm happy that we didn't listen to the previous record because they have a song on it called Linger, and it's forever fucking ruined for me because whenever I think about it, it makes me think about walking into a bathroom that fucking Jomo ass-bombed, and it absolutely stinks. Uh, nice. So like, I, every time I hear it, that's all I can think of. Uh, mm. I will say that Dolores' voice is beautiful. It really is great. Go watch that live version of Zombie from 94 on the Letterman show. It's fucking amazing. Everybody in it is fantastic. This might be my least favorite album of the week. Uh, it's just not my style, and I kept hoping that it would get like kicked in the full gear, and it really doesn't. It's just too slow for me for the most part. The recording quality is great. Her voice is fucking beautiful. Like The song Zombie could be the best song of the entire week. It's very possible. It's a fucking great song. It's really powerful. So I've brought up multiple times when people cr people in the comments of videos are like, oh, I cried listening to this Rush song or I cried listening to this Led Zeppelin song. It's like, okay, whatever. You're getting memed or whatever by me. However, if someone says they cried listening to Zombie, I can actually understand it. Like, it's a really powerful fucking song. Uh, her layered vocals sound great. I, I give that song, I wore that song Eternal Banger status. It's, it's amazing. It's a really fucking great song. Um, and but at the same point, it's like I don't know how a band can write a song like Zombie, and then I hear the rest of this album, and it's like, where I need that bite, I need, I need that again. Give me that the fucking Zombie shit again. I need, I need to feel that way the whole time. And there's a whole so Dolores O'Riordan, who is the singer of this band, died a couple years back. Uh, she was drunk. Well, this is the story: is that she was drunk. Uh, and she took a bath and she ended up drowning like drowning in the bath and but her blood alcohol was almost like terminal anyway it was like so high so there's like a whole conspiracy thing out there that she was murdered i, I don't know i gotta watch more about it i love conspiracy theories but uh it's it's a shame that she's passed away but 
yeah, people are picking at the whole story uh, that they don't think it, it really happened that way. But anyway, uh, she's very talented. I love her voice. It's pretty much my favorite part of this record. Uh, songs like Ode to My Family, like I'm not in love with that song, but the, the song on YouTube has 11 million views. And that's not something like, I when I hear that song, I would not expect that to have like 11 million views. Uh, but the, that song also has strings in it, which I think like really complement her voice. Uh, there's a couple other songs in here that have strings in it, like Dreaming My Dreams. So I said that like this album doesn't kick in the full gear for me, and that's why it's my least favorite. But the song Dreaming My Dreams is like an acoustic song with just her voice, uh, an acoustic guitar, and a violin. And it's like really beautiful. It's great. I, I think the song is fucking awesome. Song before that, Ridiculous Thoughts, which was a single as well. I love her singing there too. Like you can't fault this lady's voice. She was talented. Again, just watch that 1994 like live Letterman thing and everything sounds fucking great. It's it's a, a, probably it has to be one of the best appearances that have ever been on there. Like it's fucking great. Uh, Ridiculous Thoughts is a great choice for a single, probably my second favorite from this album, the fucking awesome chorus. Again, like her vocals are just great. Uh, Rob, what do you think of this album? So, like, I, I agree that this album is too slow, and it's sad because, like, a lot of times I was I was I was driving around listening to this album, and I and I almost wanted to say this album's like the most consistent out of like you know uh, like we just talked about rumors. It's like some of those songs are such fucking like banger status songs to me, and then there's a whole bunch I I pass on. Like this album has a, a certain '90s-ness that I love. Like I love the like. The guitars that have uh, chorus pedals and various distortions. I love. There's something about the '90s guitar with all of its like pedal board full of effects that that I really like and I crave sometimes. And like bass breakdowns, you hear it in like Zombie and whatever, where like you you know the guitars strip away and it's just fucking bass in your face. Like I've there's there's something about the '90s that does that absolutely right. And like so something about this album is like yeah fucking '90s. I fucking love it. But yeah, it's too slow and it's too you know you know. But yeah, like I remember. Uh, li listening to, to Zombie, I, I don't know, I must have been eight years old and it was on MTV and I didn't know whether to hate it or love it, uh, it but like the, the, the video is forever imprinted on my brain. And then um, when I was 12, my friend made me a, 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 I, I bought a CD that he had made for himself. And he, like, I, I, I met him at a card shop and he would play this fucking CD to himself and there was System of a Down on it and shit. I probably paid him 10 bucks for it. It probably cost him $1 to make. But anyways, I, there was a version of Zombie on it that was like a, a techno remix of it. I look for it every now and then. As far as I know, it doesn't exist anymore. But I listened to that fucking a million times at the time. And then fast forward to I'm 19 years old and my friend Derek was listening to this album and I remember think you know he defended it he's like yeah people think this band is anno annoying but uh, give it a, ch a chance and like this is my week to do it and it's just like I almost love this band uh, but 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 maybe not but anyways uh, zombie um, I have so many memories of listening to this song uh at so many different stages of my life um and a lot of them are drunk memories actually like i there's a lot of times that i fucking got drunk and listened to zombie on repeat and i just like fucking felt chills i just um 
it's it's weird to like have such an affection for one fucking song and just play it uh over and over and over but zombie does it for me that song like contains the it would be wrong to compare it to alice in chains but there's something about it that's it's just it hits me the same way the 90s fucking something or other and the darkness and the i don't know i fucking love that song and i always will and i i, I imagine i'm going to be like coming back to that song every year or two because uh you know uh that song has fucking power over me and that's it so one of the things this lady is from uh you know these these people are from Ireland, and sometimes like her, the Irish accent just kind of takes me out of the songs. The song, the second song, I can't be with you. It, it like rears its ugly head a bit too much for me, and it pulls me out. Uh, song of twenty one. I'm surprised, honestly, that wasn't a single. Like the like people love this album. So there's a song on here called uh, like everything I said. It's a song I have absolutely nothing to say about it. But there was a comment on there that song this that said this song hits the deepest part of my soul. So they definitely have a following. Uh, 21 again, like I can see people being all over that. But that song is three minutes long. But to me, it feels like it's 10 minutes. Uh, it's like, I don't know. Like, I'm like, I've been waiting for the song to be over now for five minutes. And then I look at the track listing and it's like three minutes and eight seconds. Um, uh, the icicle melts though is one of my favorite songs on this one. Uh, the song here called Yeats grave and they do a talking bit during it, which doesn't happen anywhere else on the album. So it sticks out and it's great. The nice little change up from the stuff we've heard before. And this album ends with a song called no need to argue, which is the name of the album. And, uh, so this is another one that it's towards the end of the album and it's way more popular than I thought it would be. Um, and this song sounds like a song from like church. There's like organs in it and it ends the album like really well. I do like that song a lot. So yeah, I'm contradicting myself saying that like, I love these songs even though they're slow, but the whole album for me is too slow for me. Like I need, I don't know when I, when I was doing the research on this stuff, like earlier in the week and it was like, Oh, th you know, they were doing a darker kind of grittier version of something they had done before. I was like, okay, yeah, that's what I want. And I was listening to it and it's like, well, it, it, it might be darker than it was before and grittier and like whatever, and like vo using volume or whatever, but it still isn't what I'm looking for. Uh, Jackson, what do you think of this album? Look at man, you sound a little confused, right? And I, I remember being there once before. So if you you want to bat for my team, you, you're welcome to come on. <laughs> um, I'll, I'll tell you this, man. I I, I love this record, man. And uh, the song "Zombie" is uh, is something else. It's real spicy, man. It's real. It's got it's got this dark feeling in it, and I, I like mm -hmm. those stuff because I, I met this. You know, I used to frequent Dublin. If you didn't know. Mm -hmm. Um, funny story. Doubling your dick in someone's mouth, or yo, buddy, you come on over to Ram Ranch, we'll figure it out. But um, <laughs> I, I met this nice little ginger prince called Liam, and um, mm -hmm. I met him at a place called the. Uh, it's a bathhouse called the Flaccid Mule in uh, okay. in Dublin. And I tell you what, man, he made me work for those Lucky Charms harder than I've ever worked before. Mm -hmm. And um, mm -hmm. I, I kind of ate his asshole out like a zombie eating brains. <laughs> So it's uh you know the only thing I never did was make love or passionate fuck sex to this band with, with, to, <laughs> to this album. And, uh, I'll, I'll say yeah. this, man. It, it's you mm -hmm. know I, I I didn't. You know, this is why I didn't want to include Dolores in the fuck Mary kill, man. Is you gotta have respect for the dead, man. And uh, I actually knew her uh, intimately as a friend, and uh, yeah. we used to call her Clitoris Dolores, and. Cause, <laughs> 
She yeah. had a big ass clip, man. I seen it one time. It, it, it fucking rivaled that of a fucking dude with micro penis syndrome. So yeah, but yeah, okay. man. No so, solid album. It's a shame she's dead. Uh, I, you know, I know what you're talking about with that accent, man. It's that it's that limerick accent, man. It's you know, yeah. a little mm. thick, a little folksy. Mm-hmm. It makes mm. you want to shoot a British person like off the bat, man. <laughs> <laughs> problem but yeah i love this album man it's legit when, whenever i hear the name dolores i just think of seinfeld oh, yeah. so i got detention in school for like i said mulva in a class and like <laughs> mulva means nothing it doesn't even mean anything uh and it's from you know seinfeld when the jerry is like dating a girl and he doesn't know her name so he's like mm. kind of trying to bait out like what this what's his bitch's name oh, and she's like you know it rhymes with the female body part and then so yeah, you know, at the end you find out her name is Dolores. So anyway, anytime I ever hear uh, someone's name is Dolores, that is what I think about. Yes. <laughs> and of course, uh, Jackson knew her back in the day. Back they were chums. We were, you know, spicy little friends. <laughs> yeah. Oh, there's another. There's also a line on uh, on um, Jagged Little Pill where she says, "You're my best friend, friends with benefits." So yeah. Anyway, I want to end it in. Because we're talking about that, she kind of says shit that most people don't say. But yeah, are we ready? Oh, actually, fuck. Let's read some YouTube comments. Hang on. Our first one. Uh, wait, does anyone want to say anything else about this record? Solid. I still remember Liam to this day. He gave me HPV. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> uh, first one. <laughs> the first one. These songs are the sounds of my soul. Next one says this album is way underrated. One of the absolute best of the nineties from start to finish. Next one says, I love this CD when I was 15. I love it even more at 45. Next comment. This is one of the soundtracks of my life. And lastly, I can't tell you how many thousands of times I've listened to it. So yeah, this album does have a big, big following. Uh, it's just, it's, it's not, not my style. Uh, give me, give me zombie. I need zombie for 12 tracks. Uh, okay, let's move on. I was hoping it would play out this way. So we're going to talk about Bjork, and Jomo's not here because he doesn't deserve to know who Bjork is. <clears throat> okay, yeah, sure. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so we're talking about her greatest hits today. Uh, her, so her, okay, her greatest hits is from 2002. She's still putting out albums. I believe she had an album in 2022, so she's going to have to have a second greatest hits at some point. Is this is kind of this is the greatest hits of like her first four albums. What's up? Is anyone actually buying those albums, or what's going on? They're not as big as they used to be. I think most of her stuff now goes gold, but okay. it's okay. Yeah, shit happens. <laughs> so, Bjork's Greatest Hits is a 15-track compilation released in 2002, coming just over 72 minutes long. It's Bjork's first Greatest Hits album, reaching number 115 on the U.S. Billboard 200 charts. It contains the new song and single, It's In Our Hands. Bjork's Greatest Hits features singles from f- her four previously released records, 1993's Debut, it's actually called Debut, 1995's Post, 1997's Homogenic, which fucking oh yeah whatever your name is knows all about yeah, <laughs> 2001's uh vespertine vespertine i don't know how you pronounce it what's up no i'm just thinking about Hulk. okay yeah right yeah, yeah that's what you picked up play dead uh from the 1993 crime drama the young american soundtrack which was included on some editions of debut and a brand new song called it's in our hands are also included although not all of bjork's singles are included in this collection all of the songs on greatest hits were released as singles the tracks were selected by fans through a survey on bjork's website greatest hits presents 
uh, the songs in descending order of most popular votes. There were two online surveys preceding the release of Greatest Hits. The survey that gave the track list uh, was one where the fans voted for their favorite singles. Another was one conducted simultaneously where fans could vote for their favorite uh, of her, of all of her songs, album tracks, as well as B-sides. This sometimes is the cause for some confusion about the authenticity of the fan-selected track list concept because the results from the single track survey uh, do not match the do not always match with the overall, excuse me, the results from the single track survey did not always match with the overall survey. I don't know what I'm reading. For example, Hyper Ballad was the song receiving most votes from uh, Bjork fans in the overall survey, but appears as the second track on the greatest hits. Several of the songs are presented in their radio remixed forms, uh, most notably Big Time Sensuality, which is a fluke version featured in the promotional video not the shorter mini mix as featured as a single possibly maybe which uh, includes the famous electronic sounds that were temporarily deleted off the post version of the track and all is full of love which is presented in its single version as with many greatest hits compilation albums some of bjork's biggest singles were absent the most uh, uh, obvious omissions are it's oh so quiet uh alarm call I Miss You, Cocoon, and Violently Happy, as well as any pre-debut material. The artwork for the CD was produced in collaboration with, with Icelandic contemporary artist Gabriella, and I'm not even going to attempt her last name. Uh, it is the only one of Bjork's album covers that includes both a logo and a title. Greatest Hits was released on the same day as Bjork's Family Tree box set, which contained a Greatest Hits disc on which the songs were chosen by Bjork. Greatest Hits and Greatest Hits as chosen by Bjork have seven tracks in common. Bjork's greatest hits has been certified gold. Rob, what do you think of this album? So uh, I fucking love Bjork, and this is another one that uh, I've heard so many people talk shit about. Like uh, uh, the Family Guy skit was something like, uh, "Is this Bobcat Goldthwait or is it Bjork?" Uh, yeah, people make fun of her, but I, I fucking love her, and I, I ha like. Okay, I, I loved her. Okay, what was it? My my brother loved Post, so I I, I discovered. Oh uh, yeah, and he loved Hyper Ballad, and, it, and like his one of his points was, what other like pop singer do you know that talks so brutally about suicide? Uh, and so like this the the song is so metal, but it's it's so like pop at the same time, like. Uh, when we talked about Radiohead and we talked about how exit music for a film is uh, so metal, but without like double bass and all of that. Yeah. There's something about Bjork, which is fucking ultra brutal and metal and I'll fucking love her. And yeah. And to, to answer your question as if she's done anything after this, uh, one of my favorite Bjork songs is on the 2007 album. It's called uh, earth intruders. It had a uh, fucking symbol and uh, producing it, but anyways, yeah. Okay. So, uh yeah so i loved P post back in the day and then one of my exes loved uh bjork and so i got into her about that and then i got into her like every every couple of years i come back to her and i wonder if i still love her or whatever so i started this w week by like listening to B bjork out like i went for a walk outside during the day and i'm like this sounds like shit and i'm like i'm like do, do i hate bjork now maybe i do uh but what i discovered is uh when the sun comes down and i put on bjork i fucking feel great this is a nighttime album it, it's 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 a totally fucking different experience and uh and um and 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 i'm and, and I'm, there's i'm the, the uh, sputter 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 um i i'm not just imagining all that okay so like after uh okay so she, she was a 
she 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 was a success when she was 11 years old. She sold uh, 5,000 records when she was 11, which is uh, gold in her country. And she was getting recognized in the street. And she's like, I don't want fucking fame. I want to be a musician. I love making mu- like I love making things, but I don't fucking want people like fucking chasing after me and shit. But yeah, anyways, you know, so she's in a band called the Sugar Cubes for a few years or whatever the fuck they were called. And then she's like, okay, like that that band is done. And then she's like, okay, I'm going to move to England, uh, try to make a career for myself or whatever. And so England at the time and, uh, and even in Fleetwood Max Day and some other times, it's it was very like clicky. Like either you're copying the Beatles uh, or... Uh, you're fucking dead and nobody gives a shit. And so, like, Bjork thought her two options were to be another fucking rock band like every other Britain band at the, at the time or join the nightclub scene, which is, like, uh, uh, play techno, perform for people who do drugs, and, they, they, like, they found that was more, like, accepting to them. So, like, when I, when, I, when, when I say, like, this music feels different at night, it's like, yeah, this was, like, created in the night, like, for, like, nighttime feelings, and, yeah, like, I don't know how many times I was driving around at night listening to these albums, and I feel fucking larger than life. Always full of love, like, body highs fucking every time. Hyper ballad, body highs fucking every time. Pagan poetry, Hunter... Um, my favorite song is probably, possibly, maybe, uh, way down there on the track list, number 13, but, uh, fucking God damn it. I don't know how to, Jesus, um, words are falling short here. I don't know how to say like, uh, for, for some, for somebody who I chose all of these singers because there's something about them which is screeching and like nails on the chalkboard. But like Bjork, above all, like I there's there's something about her which is I I don't know. I fucking love her. That's why I'm marrying her for 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 the, for the game we played earlier. It's uh, how do. Uh, I th- I, th- I think I'm just stuttering, so maybe I should end my turn. Maybe I'll talk some more later. Okay, yeah. When I when I put this on, I want to turn the lights off and just vibe to the whole thing. So you brought up Radiohead. She reminds me of Radiohead often. Mm. I think there's a song in here, Pagan Poetry, that specifically reminds me of Radiohead. There's a song. There's a part towards the end where she lo- says she loves him. This part that keeps like looping over and over, which reminds me of Radiohead specifically, something like Exit Music for a Film or something like that. So, yeah, hearing you say that your brother is the one who had sh- shown you this, not surprising to me. Uh, your brother is in- keyed into all this stuff. And, like, so, okay, this album is my favorite of the week, hands down. There's, like, not even, like, a competition. It, like, it came out of nowhere, dragged me in, and, like, I couldn't stop listening to it. So this album is, like, well, this is, like, her greatest hit. So it's really not fair to compare, but whatever. Uh, anyway, it's she is really unique, awesome, awesome set of songs. I fucking I love this album. Um, let's see here. Oh, so I don't think I've ever heard Bjork before. Rob has probably talked about her. I've seen her covers before. I've seen, like, I looked through the four album covers that are, well, the four records that this pulls from. I've seen some of them before. Um so I don't know what you call the style of music. I don't think there's like one genre or anything. I was like, is this like harmonious, like industrial? Like, what would you call this? I don't know. There's like techno going on. There's like industrial music. There's all kinds of shit. And then you have Bjork singing over. So she actually does the beats. She does quite, she doesn't just sing on this music. She makes quite a bit of it. 
Uh, if you look at these records, there's like 15 people involved in making this. Not like what I said before about like old ass people writing shit in a room. It's like she's working on beats and then people are adding other things like guitar and whatever things to the mixes. So Bjork has been nominated for 16 Grammys. I didn't write anything out because this was the greatest hits or whatever, uh, where I don't believe anything was ne necessarily nominated for this, but she has been nominated for 16 Grammys. She hasn't won any of them, but she has been nominated. Not that Grammys fucking matter, but it's a point to discuss, I guess. Anyway, um, I want someone to make a movie where Bjork music is the entire fucking soundtrack. A bunch of the times when I'm listening to this, I'm picturing like a Tarantino movie or like Mission Impossible. And it's like, yo, this fucking shit could kill as, as a soundtrack. So this starts as like all, uh, all is full of love. Okay, I love that fucking song. I've, I've listened to it a ton this week. I'm going to continue listening to it from here on out. And she has like moments where her voice is like legit, like incredible, amazing. That's mm -hmm. one of them. And everything just like combines so well. Like being in the recording studio with Bjork has to be a trip. It has to be fucking awesome. Just experience this whole thing like coming together. Um, so so Hyperbellet is, is a long, it's a bit too long for me for like my attention span. However, it's not too long for like my vibing attention span. So I could hit the lights and listen to it for 10 minutes or whatever, six, seven minutes, however long it is. Um, uh, so the song in here, Bachelorette, the listen to the go and listen to the intro of that song, and then go listen to the intro of the song by Just Lose It by Eminem. And every time I hear Bachelorette, I even though I know I'm not playing Eminem, every time I hear the intro, I was like, oh shit, Eminem's about to come on. Uh, there's a comment on that song that says, I mostly listen to rock and metal, and I'm slowly exploring other genres, but man, this music is magical. I couldn't have said it any better. That's exactly how I feel. I was fucking ripping this shit on my way like to and from band practice yesterday, and it was just like it creates the coolest atmosphere. I don't know. This music is like so unique. It's amazing. In my opinion, like Bjork is like a life changing artist. This is another album I would have never listened to ever. It just probably wouldn't have come my way, but like, it's so fucking good. It's, I want to just listen to it over and over and over again. Um, hang on one second. I'm terrible with names. Jackson, what do you, what do you think of Bjork's greatest hits? God damn. You're, you're a rude motherfucker, man. Well, I'll tell you. <laughs> oh, I'm terrible with names. It's, uh, yeah. We know, especially uh, made up ones. I mean, wait, what? I don't know what you're talking about, friend. That's my legal name. I know. Um, Sorry. So mm. this is my least favorite album of the week, and I got nothing against me. It's just yeah. yeah. So it brings me back to a story I want to regale you with. Um, I was mm -hmm. in Iceland one time. I was stumbling the streets of Reykjavik, and uh, I stumbled <laughs> upon a gay club called Juti, which means okay. meat in uh icelandic mm. all right okay and there was yeah. this uh tall bear of a man called magnus and uh he mm. just he looked at me and i looked at him and we knew we were going to get uh together so he took me to a back room that smelled of uh, cheap perfume and sold sheets and uh <laughs> he he just had he it, put, it, it put you in the mood he, he tongue punched mm. my fart box like nobody's business man i tell you mm -hmm. what and he Next thing you know, that's how I got AIDS, and, <laughs> and it is what it is, and I'm not allowed anywhere. Mm. But you know, if I could say one mm. thing, uh, I think yeah. Bjork sounds like Icelandic uh, Yoko Ono. Man, she's not my favorite. It's <laughs> just not for me, man. She's just, you know, it's. It, I tell you, man. Uh, I, I'm, I'm gonna. I'm never coming back to this fucking show again, man. Cause I don't think I'm gonna be allowed to be back here. Um, saying the out fucked up shit I do, but I will say this. My fa. I'll, I'll just say my final words. Um, I, 
Stevie Nicks is a fucking, she's a beast, man. She's, she's enduring. She'll last forever. Um, and I, I, I love the rumors. I thought Jagged Little Pill was fucking good. Um, no Need to Argue was okay. I love Zombie. And then, um, Derek's Greatest Hits felt like a torture session that you would, <laughs> you'd make, uh, Guantanamo Bay detainees listen to over and over again. <laughs> so, yeah, that's mm. all I got to say about that, brother. Thanks, thanks, thanks. The song on here called Army of Me, which is uh, it, it might be my favorite beat on this album. Uh, again, it's like pop industrial. I don't know what this is considered. Uh, it's not going to fall into one genre, but like, I don't know. I fucking love how different it is. You know, big time sensuality. I hope that song gets played regularly at clubs and like people are dropping acid. Uh, song in here, Hidden Place. So someone had a comment on this song where it said, uh, Hidden Place could be the perfect soundtrack for Silent Hill. I love that song. Uh, uh, I was like driving around listening to it. it. It's like this. I don't know. It's just so cool. This per like she is so cool, unique, and just fun. Fucking listening to it's. It's really like I don't know. It's just like a whole new thing that most people have never heard before. Um, I'm the song Hunter. I'm surprised is like so far down the track list, which means it has like the least amount of votes in the whole greatest hits poll. If that's exactly how it worked, I uh, love that th song. I think the the beat is like trippy. Listen to the song Hunter with headphones on because like it's, the beat is fucking whack with headphones on. Um, anyway, I want to see what one of Bjork's concerts look like because. I feel like this has to be awesome live. The, the, the show is either going to be amazing live or it's going to be fucking boring, but I feel like it's going to be amazing. And then this, this greatest hits ends with like two songs that aren't necessarily from records. Uh, it's play dead, which I was saying is from like the young American soundtrack and it's in our hands. And even though like they're not from necessarily her records, they flow really well. Like they are. So she has a very consistent thought process for when she's writing things or, you know, uh, getting things together and uh, they just flow real well like if, if, if those if no one told you that that those two songs like weren't on her shit you wouldn't even know that they were either written for a new thing or written for something else that wasn't on there because they, they flow and they're incorporated really well uh rob is there anything else you want to say about anything i admire that she has a vision you know yeah. we we talk a lot about like some 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 people are successful because they have a team that does everything for them. They just show up and like look pretty in front of the camera. Yeah, uh, I watched uh, I watched Bjork uh, uh, like uh, I watched her like uh, hang out on a beach making beats by herself. I watched her like like uh, like so yeah she, she she as as weird as her music is it, it, like okay so it's like to you this to a person. Yeah, uh, you, you, I, uh, you can, you can talk shit and say like this isn't your style, but she has her own style that she came up with herself. She's created this fucking thing, and yeah. to me, it's like I don't know how many times I've gotten body highs listening to it. So like I'm connecting with this uh, unique, special thing that she's made, and I just fucking I don't know. She, she has a a place in my heart for that. Yeah. Love her. Yeah, I want more of it. She's fucking great um all right let's read some couple youtube comments and we'll get the fuck out of here first bjork is pure art next person says perfect body of work next one used to get high to listen to this album now listening to this album gets me high next person yeah. i love you marry me uh, and then lastly her voice makes me melt so yeah bjork is awesome uh queen keeps it fucking real good for her i would listen to that greatest hits over and over and over again mm. um we all set yeah. So next week I talked I talked to Jeff. He wants to do um saves the day. Uh let me pull That's up good. 
let me pull up the records. He wants to do uh, Can't Slow Down Through Being Cool, Stay What You Are, and In Reverie. So those will be what we listen to this week. I'm not going to be here for that one. Yeah. Where are you going to be on Ram Ranch? You going back to Ram Ranch? going back to Wyoming, brother. I'm going to see my my little Filipino over there. Very nice. That sounds good. That sounds really nice. Yeah, it's fucking it's tight. <laughs> not going to Yakima, Washington. No, no, I'm not. I'm not going there, brother. <laughs> All right. I'm allowed after I, I gave herpes to like ten guys. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Oh, let me say one more time before we bounce. Uh, all the information from all the fucking blurb shit is from Wikipedia. All right, we ready to roll? Yeah, let's roll, brother. Yeah. It was a pleasure. It was a, ple- it was a pleasure hanging out with everyone. Yes, uh, gentlemen, you take care. Man.